the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Thatchface, taming beards and saving lives. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined by Aaron and Big Tasty. Troy's internet has died. How are we, chaps? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I, I absolutely wasn't down the Midlands today, ripping out internet cables outside people's houses to, uh, to, to politic my way onto this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those, for those of you who haven't listened to the NXT UK podcast yet, Big Tasty's got a scheme to get himself as overexposed as Charlotte Flair on this, this podcast. Just <laughs> um, wait until I start my own network, 24-7. Gonna wait, wait till you just start your own one-man retro review TNA. Uh, just the- ranting about 2010's TNA for like 90 minutes a day. It's great. Do that all day, mate. Is that right? They've got three other fans in like the world somewhere. Yeah, yeah they'll, 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 they'll have a die-hard audience <laughs> for it. So. <laughs> there, there was a there was a TNA deep cut on um, NXT UK this week, Aaron. What was that? On commentary, yeah. Nigel oh. McGuinness spoke about using his name and then said, yeah. "Just ask Kurt Angle." I took it on the chin. Great, great little reference. Reference quality. Um, with oh, we're not here to talk about TNA. <laughs> yeah. no. We're not here to talk about TNA though. We're we're here to talk about a former, well, a couple of former TNA champions though. On Monday Night Raw. Um, before we do talk about it, where can people let us know what they thought about it, please, Aaron? If you thought Raw was, I don't know. Anyway, poor. I don't know where I was going. Just with a that. thought. Just a thought. <laughs> if you thought if Raw was poor, or if, you, or, or if you wanted more, <laughs> let us know. There you go. <laughs> I, did, I did the rhyming for you. Now you do the. You do the. You, you can get us at Untitled Rest Pod at Twitter and Twitch or Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Got down there, didn't we, lads? I, I almost butchered that. It's been a long week, man. It's been, I a, mean, lot, been a lot of wrestling yeah, in the last seven days. It's been a lot of podcasts. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's as if we've literally just finished our Royal Rumble review. and then Yeah, it's not like I've just spilled off two Rumbles or anything. Oh, mate, have you? Oh, you really? Oh, hi. Christ. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Raw. So it starts off with uh, Drew talking about the Rumble the night before. Uh, he praises everyone involved on the entire show, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, he kind of really, really like hammers home the point that everyone like had a good match. Um, he, he did when he said about Roman's match. He goes, I saw you, Rome. I was like, oh, okay, okay getting something there um, as he gets to the men's rumble Edge's music hits uh, Drew starts fangirling over Edge telling him how much he loves him and he admires him and like thanks Edge for, for mentoring him when he was younger um, and Edge turns around and asks what's wrong with him um, says that he's an immediate and viable threat to Drew's title um, and that Drew isn't isn't him 
Seamus comes out, says the truth, says the truth, carried the company through um, uncharted waters while Edge was sat at home nursing his bicep injury. Edge then says that um, the Drew Drew's got a big target on his back and he's got more immediate threats right now. Um, when when Edge knows what his decision will be, so will Drew. Straight after Edge leaves the ring, um, Sheamus hits a bro kick on Drew and finally cements the Sheamus heel turn that they've been teasing since before Survivor Series. Um, after the break, it shows Sheamus walking through the back and he says everybody knows him as Drew McIntyre's friend and he wants the WWE title. And then Drew Gulak passes him his bags. Casually, Drew Gulak's holding his bags. I bet he's made up about signing that new deal in the summer, wasn't he? Oh, 24-7 title pitch, yeah. They probably just said, you're in the, you're in the, you're in the title pitch, you're going to be carrying parts of the show. <laughs> and he went wrong. I mean, this is just the setup. Like This is just the interim feud they're going to have before Mania, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if this went to Mania. Um, uh, you didn't hear that much faith in Seamus these days. So, who do we think I'm just going to choose? Um, I'd go Drew. Sure. I'd go Drew myself. I, 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 I can't see Edge in Reigns. I think who I think whoever Edge faces, he's going to beat them and then probably lose the title back to them at the next pay per view. Um, so it, I think um, it doesn't it? Ro- Roman, they could probably do something more interesting with where if he does, if Edge does manage to like just just beat Roman, then have Roman absolutely murder him like the next week on SmackDown or something, and just take the belt back. It's a shame, isn't it? Because in a way, you could, you could obviously you can make the case for Edge over both of them in terms of you know, mm-hmm. in terms of a, a credible you know champion. But at the same time, I think it would be a shame to see either of them lose the belt and lose the momentum that they've got. Um, they're also doing a dirty little tease with NXT because Edge is on NXT this week. Yes, showing up on NXT tonight at time recording as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm intrigued to see wherever they go with this. Uh, Edge, Edge has said he's going to be full time from now till Mania, which is very interesting. Ba- basically, what's going to happen is just he's going to spear one of the champions just for anyway, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's going mean, to work. I like I like the little um the little note they, they obviously um they threw in there that he's an opportunist and there's, there's a little bit of like historic distrust with Edge because you know he was such a shit house when he was uh, back in the day when he so <laughs> like everyone's like hang on mate you were you were that guy who like <laughs> who, who did shit things to people who had the title and took it off them so I don't really uh-huh. know if I want to trust you which is uh, yeah. it's, it's nice to see that sort of like you know factor in into like every yeah. I don't know Drew, Drew's not a goober basically he's there going yeah I, I, you know I respect you I look up to you but you were a bit of a dickhead back in the day uh-huh. and so mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna trust you all the way because that'd be stupid yeah um, after this we get Riddle versus Lashley in a match that I, we we thought was gonna be on the Rumble um, when it originally got um, yeah we had, we had predictions for this didn't we and everything yeah um when they did like the number one contendership match, like I think it was either the go home raw or it might it was, have been. It was before. last week, yeah. It was last They'd week. Been, it had been heavily teased um, and also been mentioned by Meltzer that they were building this match as a rumble match. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, but we got it on raw and it looks like it's probably going to get um, carried over to another pay per view uh, after what happened. So 
match itself, Riddle, pretty, Riddle fires up on Lashley, um, gets suplexed. He hurricane runs Lashley over the top rope, hits a springboard, floating bro on Lashley. Lashley locks in the hair rope, uh, the hair rope, a hair lock as Riddle gets gets in back in the ring, but it's like through the ropes. Um, he gets DQ'd, he refused to break the hold. He then hair locks Riddle again on the outside and throws him over the barricade. Well, that's happening. MVP goes, Bobby, you won the match. He ain't going to win the court case. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what you're telling me then is that I should have got an extra point for, for correctly predicting that Riddle would win this match. I mean, I what think everyone put Riddle. I think everyone had. Yeah. <laughs> Did everyone have Riddle? I big, think big so. Tasty's campaigning for like retroactive points on this rumble. Oh, I've got, I have, I have like more, I have, I have more multiple, than he's I ever have, campaigned to get retroactive points on anything else. I have multiple grievances about the, the whole process of, of the points, but well, that's a that's a that's a rant for Saturday night. I don't imagine um, we'll, we'll leave that. Well, not, that's this a, not, not that derail this raw review. When 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 we get to the WrestleMania predictions and you win them because you're retroactive points, and we have to call you the head of the table for. From WrestleMania to SummerSlam. I mean, I will. I will, be I will do it. I will filibuster this shit. I will. Um, I've been cheated out. I don't get. I will, I will talk. I will talk about Chris Saban for an hour if I have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're doing. We're only doing it for big pay views, Aaron. So we'll we'll think of something for. Um, <laughs> and the Royal Rumble isn't one. No, like okay. the biggest one, the biggest one. So we'll think of something for. Um, which one would you say AEW uses? It would be all out, all, all out. out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll think of something fun for all out, mate, because that's just after Summerfest. Um. Anyway, after this, uh, Bad Bunny arrives in a Bugatti, um, and then Riddles. It looks like they were doing like an amnesia thing with him. He was asking what happened as he's getting like helped up to the back. Uh, I hope I hope he forgets that he's a stoner and just comes out as like a killer or something. Susan. I mean, I can see. Obviously, he, he got he got like proper choked out, didn't he? So he's probably just like selling the, yeah. the sort of the effect of. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really do hope they get either to go that off. or he goes full stoner. I really hope that him and Lashley get to go a full proper match at some point because that could be a, a real treat. Well, or... everything we've seen that they've had has been really good, but it's all been like too short to really judge anything. Um. After this, Randy Orton then cut a uh, well. I thought it was a pretty good promo actually, um, saying he didn't think it was possible that Edge would return, um, and Edge has made a liar out of him. Uh, he says he did every every bad thing he did to Edge, like RKO and his wife and kicking him in the head. He did for Edge because he loves him like a brother, and he wanted Edge to be home and be a dad to his kids. Um, he says Edge won't make it to WrestleMania. So yeah, I, I tried to kill your wife so that you could go home and be a better father. It's yeah. probably well, not it, the. It, <laughs> it, it does. It does kind of play into the whole deluded heel that Randy Orton is. Yeah. Which... Well, it, yeah, we always say this: like the best, the best villain is someone who thinks they're right. Yeah. Which it's, we'll get to in a minute as well as. The fact that I rewatched this three times just to watch the background for nothing. There was nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to do that after the Abbey the Witch debacle the other week. There was absolutely fuck all. <laughs> uh, that sounds that sounds like time well spent there, mate. I uh, um, just wasted my pro- time pro- for 10 props, minutes. Props to um, WWE for putting the match hype promo on before the match was actually announced. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, the match was announced pretty much straight after this, wasn't it? But um, yeah, he made like an, an actual reference, like tonight, tonight there will be no mercy which, in, in this match it, that we're about to tell you about. Yeah, I feel I feel kind of bad for Andy Orton because this was meant to be like his WrestleMania match this year as well. You're meant to do like a trilogy, so it was meant to be um, Mania, then when he had that cinematic match, and then this one. Um, but Edge, uh, Edge got too popular and he ran off with all the cool kids. No, well, Edge, Edge got injured, and then he, when he came back, he was like, it made more sense for me to win the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, apparently, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, uh, apparently uh, Edge pitched that It was idea. Edge's idea. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, guys, this is a good one. What about if I win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I can't cause any conflict of interest there whatsoever. What a great, what a great uh, suggestion, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, um, Aaron's broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> To, to be fair, like it, it, the story does tell itself. Oh. Obviously, he, he he had he had to um, relinquish the uh, title and retire pretty much a decade to the day. Yeah, so the second of night of this year. the second night of Mania will be eleven years to the day that he retired. Yeah, Which and is... he won the rum. He won the rumble eleven years to the day that he won the rumble. So. Yeah. It, makes, so it, do, it does does make sense. There's a nice bit of symmetry there. There's a nice bit they can draw some some rugby parallels. Um, I just can't wait for the swerve where he doesn't actually win the title at Mania. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They've kind of booked themselves into a corner with the tight champions they've got, haven't they? Yeah. Which not like not like WWE's to do that, is it? No, um, not at all. Not in the slightest. But yeah. Um, so after this, we get. Uh, Xavier Woods versus uh, Mustafa Ali. Um, Kofi is with Woods at the start, and he says he's back, and he's got he's back, and he's got Woods' back. Um, Woods keeps referring to it as a best of five series with retribution, which made me laugh. Can I just ask a really? Qu- so I'm going to. I don't watch a lot of WWE, so I'm going to ask a couple of. I'm, I'm not trying to yeah. troll here. I'm just trying to ask some obvious, like no, no. logic based questions. Why does Mustafa Ali come out to this match with multiple members of retribution? Yes, in the Royal Rumble match, which was ultimately more important, which window to be seen. I, I'm not too sure about that myself. If I'm being honest, I mean, well, I've got a question too about this. So Ali comes out, no reckoning or Mace. Reckoning is understandable. We know why. Mace, however, we don't know because in the network uh, well. exclusive earlier that day, Mace is in the background going. Brrr! Yeah. The lights flashing at him. Presumably, that Ali promo was like pre-recorded from a couple of weeks ago. Um, because mm. Kofi's injury was like a last-minute thing, wasn't it? Um, and you can you can kind of tell that like Woods is like sort of the surrogate for Kofi in this feud. Like it was meant to be Kofi because that's the natural feud. Um. Yeah, it was it was a bit weird. I, I get the impression that maybe Mace's um tested positive as well. Or maybe he's like coming in contact with Emir and Keith, whereas the other two haven't as as recently. Um that's the only thing I can think of. I, I do re- I do recall that after um Drew tested positive and after Mia tested positive, was both re- there was reports for both that um there was multiple cases, and these were just the only ones that, that were actually made public. Um, but yeah, hopefully they're all right. Um, so yeah, uh, Ali 
cuts the promo that Aaron just mentioned about where he invites Kofi to witness first and uh, the torture he's going to give to Woods. Um, I like the fact that Ali's kind of, he's like a heel that makes good points, isn't he? So he, he keeps bringing up like Kofi mania and how Kofi kind of benefited from his sort of like misfortune as opposed to, as opposed to kind of going, oh yeah, well, Randy Orton was the one who injured me. He's like, well, you're the one who benefited. Yeah, um, and they have got real history there with that, obviously, uh, which is cool. And they're able to spin it into a bit of a feud, which is quite nice. Yeah, and that would be a better match, I think, as well. Um, I, it's a match I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, uh, so, just the match quickly, um, by, Byron during that match, I went, why wait two years? Why not confront it when it happened? Obviously, talking about Kofi Mania. Uh, mate, he was injured. Yeah, he couldn't do nothing about it, mate. He, was, he, was he couldn't do anything about it. He was at him. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did come back and was like Kofi's best mate at one point, though. <laughs> to be fair. Um, so the match itself, um, it was pretty short. Uh, Woods takes early control. T-Bad straps Woods and Ali hits a neck breaker. Um, he works over Woods' neck and he keeps like keeps like screaming at Kofi, like, you took everything from me and you took my big moment and all that. <laughs> Uh, Kofi's just mild enough as well, like they're playing video games. Um, the Woods hits a discus clothesline on um, Ali. T-Bar distracts, distracts the ref, and Kofi does like a splash off T-Bar's shoulder onto Slapjack. And then T-Bar like chases Kofi around the ring. Ali distracts Woods while he's distracted, and then oh sorry, rolls up Woods while he's distracted, and then Woods reverses it to excuse me to a roll up of his own to win. Um, all in all. That's two apiece and the best of five. Yeah, and on a Raw Talk, Woods is demanding a match with Reckoning to say that <laughs> to say he's got a record against every member of a Retribution. <laughs> he got a Twitter campaign out of it and everything. Uh, then shows Damien Priest and Bad Bunny hanging out backstage, um, which I'm going to go to into in a second. I thought it was a bit of a stupid thing to show. Because of well, the way the next segment was, um, I texted you guys about this next segment as well, saying that um, Miz and Morrison are objectively the worst thing about Raw, in my opinion. They're just they're just awful. It's the same shit every week. There's no real development. Just feels like the tread and water. Yeah, they're just like, they're just like Bebop and Rocksteady. Like you know, they're just, they just they run out. They do the. They all bulk in school. They run out. They do this stupid shit, and then they get foiled, and they twirl the mustaches and come back again next week and try the same thing with the same result. Pretty much, yeah. Um, they're not heels that make good points. The heels that just well, chat you. Um, Phillips. Um, before Ms. TV starts, we're still on. Sorry, uh, Bad Bunny with Damian Priest still to come tonight. Mm. He sort of spoils it because the way Bad. Bunny well, that, on that's, TV. that's what I was going to get to. Was sorry. That... No, it's it's all right. just, it's all right. It was in my notes, funny, and I just missed it. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's all right. Um, just the way they kind of yeah. they build it up where they're trying to, they, they're saying, oh, Bad Bunny, you want to be a wrestler. Um, they they apologise to Bad Bunny and he refused to apologise to them. Um, they say he wants to be a wrestler and they offer to mentor him and that they want to record an album. Uh, but Bad Bunny isn't interested. He then bring. He says the only reason I'm doing it is to bring out my, my, my friend Damien Priest, and it's like the way he entered as well. Like that entrance was amazing. 
Um, because obviously it was like the NXT one, just like more bigger, like bigger production. More lights, more pizzazz. Yeah. He's someone someone whose entrance is like kind of designed for the main roster. And yeah, like it, obviously David in the the Rumble last night, but they could have held off showing him with Bad Bunny to then, to then kind of show him as a debut and raw superstar. Um, it would have been fine had fucking Phillips not said that line or just Priest wasn't with Bad Bunny it just seems like a really weird way to bring him in though considering like NXT he was always like this lone wolf sort of you know yeah remember it's silly that he would come onto the main roster as Kevin Owens' friend Bad Bunny's friend it's fine (laughs) oh yeah that that makes that makes absolutely totally more sense yeah what we all think I think the whole the whole thing they're kind of playing up is that um, Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican and Damien Priest's got Puerto Rican uh, lineage to him because he come out he had like the Puerto Rican flag on his gear. Yeah, um, yeah, they were Spanish as well or whatever it is. He was speaking Spanish to each other. Yeah, um, no. yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. They, there's always talk about WWE kind of wanting to make that next big Latin wrestling star and. The thing with Bad Bunny is kind of like a fast track for Damien Priest to be that. So it probably it helps as well that he's very good at wrestling. Um, yeah, and he's they clearly have a lot of stock in him because they've got Undertaker mentoring him for like making him a bit more of like a main event guy. Um, but yeah, so this leads to uh, Miz versus Damien Priest. Uh, quite a short match again. Uh, Priest kicks Miz, Tobey's on him, high five Bad Bunny. Um, Miz throws Priest into a ring post and then mouths off a bad bunny. Um, Priest um, blocks and blocks the air kicks by Miz by ju- just like punching him in the shin, which was pretty cool. Um, Morrison tries to distract the, um, the ref, so Miz will hit um, Priest with the money in the bank briefcase. Bad bunny grabs it, uh, throws it to Morrison, and then hits him with a microphone, and then oh. Priest hits the reckon. I love a good mic hit where it just goes. Yeah, yeah the standoff that was great. Um, and Priest hits the reckoning for the win. Um, all in all, it made Priest look strong as fuck. Um, and it's obviously the kind of going to put Priest as like Bad Bunny's partner in I, the inevitable match. I I get Miz is snivelly and a fucking twat and whatever else you want to call him, he'll. But he's he's got the briefcase. Come on, make him look a bit stronger. <laughs> well, that, to be <laughs> I mean, fair, WWE are like infamous, aren't they, for making people look shit just before they cash in? He needs, needs to be like in some way credible. And yeah, like some way you've got to buy him as a threat. Like, like when Seth Rollins <laughs> ran down the ramp at Mania, like everyone popped because you knew he was a threat. Like. Like Roland, Roland was in the main event picture still against Lesnar and Cena at the time, whilst they had well, his briefcase. Also, WWE logic, um, that that same night he lost to Randy Orton in like the opening match. Yeah, but in a good, yeah. strong showing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a very, very good match. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they like to kind of like knock them down a peg before they have them cash. But in. how many how many pegs are you going to knock Miz down now? He's Miz, all, He's, he's, only that belt when he right he's not. He's not winning the belt when he cashes in. Is he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Give him 
him a chance. Uh, do you think that? <laughs> no, not right now. No. Who, who, who's he going to take the belt off, Drew or Roman? <laughs> who, who would he realistically beat for the belt? Honestly, exactly, uh, no one. Jo- um, jokes on you. Jokes on you. He's cashing in on NXT champ, mate. <laughs> he'll, he'll do what Otis was almost going to do and cashing on the tag titles. Um, <laughs> speaking of tag titles, we get a tag team title match next. Uh, the Hair Business versus the Lucha House Party. Um, starts off Shelton just throwing um, Lucha House Party around with loads of suplexes. Um, MVP's on commentary. Uh, yeah. Just as the match starts. He asked if Bad Bunny paid for that haircut. I hope not. Yeah. MVP has like been one of the best things to happen out of like the, the pandemic era of WWE. Like the fact that he yeah. was able to come back and establish himself on the roster is it's just it's it's a treat. It really is. Um he, he also says on commentary, um my man, my little pit bull to Cedric while Cedric's looking at him. Just cause he yeah. can, really. Um yeah, there, there was a cool, um, there's a cool spot where uh, Lucha House Party like tag back in. They hit some quick strikes um, and knock both members of the hair business off the apron. Uh, Lindsay hits, he hits like a stunner on Shelton, goes for like a crucifix, and Shelton like stands up with him trying to roll him over, and then like reverses it into like a gut buster, which looks mental. Um, you do, you do forget how strong Shelton is, don't you? Until he does shit like that. It's like when he does the uh, boom, the reversal to the boom drop on Kofi, and he just power bombs him from it. And like some some of the stuff Shelton like bust out, you just forget how good he is. Um, Lindsay reversed the power bombs with DDT at one point, and MVP is like, "Look, I'll give credit where credit due. That was amazing, but they're still gonna lose." <laughs> Metalika hot tags in, does like a rope walk arm dragon hurricane runner on Cedric. They both dive onto Shelton. Uh, where Shelton like catches Lindsay and then Metalik like dives through the ropes and knocks Shelton over. Um Metalik doing um lucha things. Yeah. Uh Cedric's about to finish the match um after the Lucha House party nearly win. Shelton tags himself in, hits pay there and wins, and Cedric looks like he's absolutely furious. He's a pet bill, mate. Of course pit he's furious. <laughs> Uh, and MVP, even MVP is like, look, calm down, calm down. You've still won. <laughs> I mean, they are a team, any team, any means necessary to win. Like, um, and that leads us to sympathetic babyface Charlotte Flair and her, oh. and her friend Asuka, who's also the Raw Women's Champion. Did you know? Because uh, I don't think they fucking remember the way they're booking her at the moment. Um, and they basically <laughs> both say they'd have retained if Rick and and Asuka, as Asuka says, Rick and his woman hadn't got interfered. Uh, well, well, Asuka goes, if it wasn't for Charlotte's father and the woman, we would have won. Fair enough, Asuka. I agree with you. Charlotte proceeds to go, the only thing on my mind is getting back the women's tag titles. Stop speaking, absolute dribble hen. You're wanting that main event <laughs> mania. Why, why do people lie? <laughs> why do they lie, mate? Um, Stop speaking shite. <laughs> this this leads us to a triple threat um, tag team match. Uh, the winners will get the number one contenders ship spot uh, for the women's tag titles. Um, uh, so it's Charlotte and Asuka, Mandy and Dana, and the new team of Naomi and Lana 
on Charlotte's entrance, it looks like there's little sperms coming down from the sky in her entrance. I think they're meant to be like stars, but it's they look like sperms to you. They look like little sperms. (laughs) They have wiggly tails. (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) So, um, I did. I did think that Lana and Naomi's entrance was fantastic. Where, Apart like, from Lana, fucking out, fucking slid Naomi. Though. No, see, I thought that was quite good because it was like Lana. Like it was a cool way to kind of like show they were on the same page. So like Lana came out first, and then she presents like Naomi's coming out, and then it goes to like the the black light thing with the glow. Naomi gives Lana a, a like s glowing and dark sunglasses. And then it grabs her by the hand and they both slide. But it's like, and that was the point to show. They were like both on the same page. Lana was absolutely flying, dude. Lana absolutely slid. It's like, (laughs) she literally looked like Naomi flung her as she was doing it. (laughs) Um, But it was cool. It looked great. Um, They they basically, um, they do a little like picture-in-picture interview with Lana and Naomi. Uh, Lana... Lana says that Shane and Nia cost her the biggest match of her life, but she said, she says this time she's coming. Um, she's coming after the uh, Raw, the sorry, the WWE Women's Tag Titles with a partner. Which I was like, well, what about asking? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the words were now I'm back pursuing the women's tag titles. Uh, this time I'm not alone. Well, if you're going for the tag titles, you wouldn't be alone, him. Mm. Is the word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm glad they're kind of gonna at least give this storyline a bit of closure because don't make like Lana, were, don't make Lana shite bag every match. Basically, is well, what yeah, it, it looked like they were trying to elevate her, and then they did the whole, oh well, Charlotte needs a match. She needs a belt. Let's bring Charlotte back. Um, which was just shit, but. At least if it's Naomi and Lana, it gives Naomi something to do, which is good because she's fantastic. And they, they never have anything for her to do. So at least if they're giving her this, then it gets her in it gets her involved and on TV every week. Yeah. And then can help it can help hopefully elevate the pair of them to being like giving them a better women's scene. Um don't do a Mandy and Dana and give them shitey generic tag team music, please. No, just have them come out. Just have them do Naomi's entrance. Just, yeah, just do that. It's fine. Just, it's all just have Lana gradually start stealing a bits of Naomi's gimmick. Give her glow in the dark gear. Yeah, to the point where yeah. they both end up having matching gear. That's all they need to do. That was like that was a nice little touch where they had Naomi give the glasses to her and then they both glowed as these went down. Um match itself anyway, it starts off with lots of blind tags and reversals from like various women in the match. Um, Valiant babyface Charlotte Flair <laughs> fights off a Dana and Mandy double team. Um, benevolent babyface Charlotte Flair throws <laughs> Lana around, around like she wants one of Lana's opportunities. Um, I mean, she Lana does Flair, to Yeah, she wants all the opportunities. <laughs> uh, Lana reverses a powerbomb and tags in Naomi. Um, to be fair to Charlotte, like we as much as I take the piss that she doesn't like sell for everybody, she was bumping her ass off of Naomi. I mean, like, it's Naomi's when... first actual match back. I'd like to think she should. Well, I'd like to think she should for fucking everybody, mate, but there we go. Ah. Even <laughs> seeing her even seeing her sold for people. 
in the height <laughs> of the Super Cena phase. Um, Dana Brooke hits a natural selection and then takes one herself. Um, Rick's music hits and him and Lacey stand on the stage. Uh, sympathetic babyface Charlotte Flair tags out and walks off, leaving her partner, Asuka. Um, Naomi hits the rear view on Asuka to win. Does that mean Naomi's the number one contender for both belts? Because I wouldn't complain if we got Naomi versus I mean, Asuka. On the this, it, this isn't New Japan, Jay. It's not logical. It was for the tag titles. Get it right. Yeah. But Tom Phillips <laughs> did say on commentary Naomi's just pinned the women's champion. Yeah, which is brilliant. Um, he's, he's, he's getting P45 tomorrow. Just super quick. <laughs> um, I've literally watched two nights of WWE in the last, like, whatever. And I'm already sick Dude. of I'm already sick of Ric Flair and Lacey Evans coming out every time Charlotte's in the ring. And every time hey. they distract her. And every time Michi loses. Yeah. Try try having it for a bit two months straight. Mate. Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte, look, your dad's getting laid. Just let it happen. It's fine. Yeah. This is this feud's only been actually going on for about three weeks, by the way, but Fuck off. What's what's yeah. so hang on, so right, right, can we just can we, can we just break it the fuck down? Is well, it was Legends Night, wasn't is, it? Is Rick upset with Charlotte for any reason? Um Rick accidentally cost Charlotte a match because he's a thirsty old man. So now, and then to, to a Charlotte told him because she's such a baby face. Charlotte told him that he's a that he's to an embarrassment, off. and told Did him to fuck life. off. Yeah, <laughs> so, and she just berates him for being old. So his, resp- his his response to that is to cost him more matches. Yeah, um, to give Lacey Evans his tips because just because he can't teach Charlotte or help Charlotte doesn't mean he can. He can't help anyone yeah, else. Charlotte, Charlotte losing doesn't raise Lacey Evans up in the division. <sighs> no. So Lacey Evans coming out and interfering in the Rumble doesn't help her win the Rumble. It just means Charlotte doesn't, which is <laughs> absolutely pointless. They're literally just spiting Charlotte for no reason. They're not advancing Lacey's like, credentials in any way, shape or form. Sympathetic if it's Charlotte. Yeah, it's, uh, it's how Charlotte can <laughs> get a win back eventually. Um. I'm very lazy. <laughs> anyway, I mean, we, yeah, we all we all know how it's ending. Oh yeah, <laughs> but they've got to get there, big tasty. Come on, play the game. Um, so, so uh, after this, Drew is interviewed backstage. He's fighting t- back tears over Sheamus's betrayal, and he says if Sheamus wants a match, he's got it. So I'm guessing we'll probably get that at a pay per view. What's I mean, the next one? Respect, respect to Drew for being able to like sell surprise there. Yeah. Well, I'd assume we're getting Chamber, Elimination Chamber. So So Drew versus Sheamus a Chamber. Yeah. As you, as you said earlier, Jay, as you said earlier, Sheamus hit the I am turning heel warning light about like four months ago. So um, Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, so, he's, so he's been having, having this ready to go for ages. Respect to Drew for like managing to act convincingly surprised by his sudden yet inevitable drill. <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. fact that he goes you're willing to cost our friendship of 20 years over this it's like Drew you're the champ mate you should be fucking risking anything for that title that you're hiding if he was, an, if he was any kind of a fucking friend he would have given Seamus a shot in the first place exactly <laughs> fucking gobshite um, 
Who you said sympathetic babe. Like, fight, Drew, Drew fighting McIntyre. champion Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, but that'll be a good match when it does happen. I, 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 I'm surprised he didn't hold off to Mania because I know Drew's like been very vocal about wanting that match to happen at a Mania for a long time. Um, you'd have thought he'd have got a bit of sway with this uh, world title reign, but clearly he hasn't. Poor sod. Um, anyway, after this we get. Elias and Jackson Riker versus Jeff Hardy and Carlito. Yeah. Wonderful. All 240 <laughs> pounds. No apples um, allowed, Carlito. Oh. I mean, Carlito was only fucking 10 pounds lighter when he was in WWE. I mean, it doesn't look it. <laughs> no, he, lo- he looks he looks like he's like a, he's eight fucking primo or something. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I mean it's, it's not quite the Jinder Mahal transformation, but it's not far off. I mean, looks, I mean, he looks great. To be fair, he looks absolutely jacked. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He looks amazing. Fair oh. play to him. Babe, well done, Carl. Crush that apples with ease. Yeah, he'd probably be able to crush it with his bare hands, mate. Um, uh-huh. So we got a video package for Carlito before the match, just kind of like reminding us about him. Um, for those of you who are under the age of twenty, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the heels isolate Jeff Hardy for most of the match. Uh, Riker misses a splash. Carlito gets a hot tag, hits a couple of drop kicks on people. Um, and I think he he does like that pop-up thing he's been doing, doesn't he? Yeah, the uh, roll forward in from yeah. his head. And yeah. Gets in Elias's face. Uh, he then backstabs Elias, tags in Jeff, and Jeff hits a swanton to win. And they, they hug and celebrate, even though they keep going on about the fact that Carlito and Jeff Hardy feuded over the Intercontinental title all those years it ago. It was a big feud too. Right. Yeah, I'd the match, which is awesome. Yeah, um, we then get a recap video of the Edge and Orton feud, and Edge cuts a really good promo about the actual uh, match itself. Um, he says that Orton's a black cloud over him and his family, and that he he hated having to explain to his daughters why he couldn't carry them to bed or play play footy with them because he had a torn tricep injury and his his arm was in a cast. Um, he says it ends tonight. Uh, we then get uh, Sorry, this, is, this is WWE just positioning the um, it's been a long way back uh, Edge promo to be the thing that absolutely makes me cry this year's WrestleMania yeah <laughs> pretty much mate um, uh, we then get a, quite a, a cool Black History Month uh, video with Biggie, Titus O'Neil and Montez Ford talking about like change in, in a, uh, the world and stuff like that Um it was very, very like uh, cool that they've kind of allowed allowed the wrestlers to actually do that. Normally, it's just like a stock video they put out, um, and yeah, I obviously I mean, still have like we've come a long way since Seth Rollins curb stomped Biggie to death at the start of Black History Month a few years back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it's good to good to see that. Yeah, um, um, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, we then see a, a really cool moment as well where Edge is walking backstage and he runs into Damian Priest. Uh, and he shakes his hand. It was kind of similar to like when they did the whole John Cena debut and then Undertaker came up to him and shook his hand and was like, that was impressive. Um, so Edge just basically says, look, you really impressed me in the Rumble last night. Um, keep up the good work sort of thing. I would not be upset if we got a match between those two somewhere down the line. And I, I, like, I, like this, I like this sort of like Edge sort of persona now. He's just like the sort of elder statesman who everyone sort of wants to sort of bump into and be around. 
I mean, he said there's a list of people he wants to like be in the ring with before. Oh, you better he, believe if there's if a whole list. Yeah. If he's wrestling on NXT tonight, you better believe he's having a match with jo- uh, Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're two of the names on his list and Ballet. So any one of those three guys are probably going to end up having a match with Edge tonight or some kind of thing set up to lead up to Mania. And it's, um, good, it's really good from a booking perspective as well because obviously <clears throat> Edge is a guy with a very finite amount of matches left in the manager. Yeah. In terms of time. And he's someone you can just you can literally just burn through on the fantasy book and now without having to worry about exhausting all the possibilities. You can just say, oh, you want to do Edge v. Gargano? All right, then next week we'll do Edge v. Chamber. All right, then at the takeover we'll do Edge v. Balor. And then um, we can do Edge v. Priest and then you can still have his media match. And, and you know, it's it just gives him so much ammunition for these like, I, awesome matches, which is great. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced the Edge match for the next takeover. Because um, it's something he said he wanted to wrestle on a takeover before he does retire. Yeah, that's cool. And there's one literally, like, Two weeks. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, so, I mean we've, we've already established at this point now. Whatever, whatever Edge asks for, Edge gets. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> I mean, they, they give him a rumble, didn't they? So, um, I mean, he's going to say no to take over much. He's ba- he's basically like added a year onto his deal because he got injured. Yeah. Um. So they couldn't do all the matches they wanted to do with him. So, uh, and he's contractually obligated for X amount of matches, but he said he's going to work full time. So he's obviously he's obviously given the company more, so I guess they they're gonna let him do a bit more than he wanted to do anyway. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and respect to anyway. I mean he's he's you know, he's late forties and he wants to work a full time schedule, you know. <laughs> yeah. He'll be fifty one when he uh, when he finishes up his run. Yeah. I believe. Um but yeah, it, it's it's cool it's cool as well. It reminds me of um of when Undertaker was big evil. And he was kind of having these matches with guys that he needed to elevate just to make them look good. Even though he'd win, he'd still come out of it looking better than he did going into it. Yeah. Guys guys like Cena and Brock. And you look at this, their star power now Yeah, compared to before they had the, the stuff with Undertaker. He, uh, he really did make them famous. Yeah. Even, exactly. a couple of months, even a couple of months before it, then like Jeff Hardy, Ralph Van Damme. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I get the impression that's kind of the role that Edge is going to be taking on. Um, it's, like what, it's, way, like, it's like the role Jericho was in before he left, wasn't it? Sort of similar to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. There's for every every Goldberg who wants to come in and just demand the fucking <laughs> beat someone so he can be a hero to the kids. There's an Edge that wants to demand a rumble. There's an Edge who wants to <laughs> demand he wins something, gets this moment, but then also on the way elevates everyone around him. Um, <laughs> but no, the, I suppose the difference as well is, is though is that at least Edge is willing to put in the work, whereas Goldberg would do that and he'd want like a five-minute match and get paid like more money than anyone on the card. I'm actually invested. And he'd have in- to win. I'm actually invested in the return of Edge. I actually want to see him wrestle as opposed yeah. to... <laughs> I'm I'm happy to have him back whenever he shows up. I'm happy to see him. Uh, I can't say the thing about Old Man Bill. Um, anyway, back to the show. Uh, we next get Nikki Cross uh, versus Alexa Bliss. This was a bit weird, wasn't it? Um, but, so, oh. so Nikki keeps saying that she was done with Bliss. And Alexa's just laughing. Um, 
Nikki fights out the mandible claw, Alexa transforms the old Alexa and tries to have like a normal match. She goes to hug uh, Nikki and Nikki refuses and then kicks her in the stomach. Alexa then transforms back to Funhouse Alexa. She hits a modified Sister Abigail, just like that DDT thing that Valentine Dream hits. That's um, who done people, it. Ah. Um, to win. Uh, as she's leaving, she's very jo- jovial and giggly. And then Orton's music hits. And Alexa's whole demeanor changes. Uh, as she, she like walks towards him, stands next, stops next to him, and glares like a hole through. And Orton just refuses to even acknowledge her. Speaking of Randy Orton... Right, right. He's got his V sleeveless jacket jumper thing on. Right. There's a little tally at the bottom of it underneath Legend Killer. It's 38. The only thing I could find on Orton in 38 was Orton served 38 days in military prison and received his discharge papers. Shortly after, in 2012, Orton was replaced from the cast of Marine Free movie due to his controversial military record. Of I remember that. Yep. Well, that's the only thing on Ferry and Orton. So I assume it's like a Orton thing to do because it's Orton. Possibly, <laughs> or maybe it's like legit, like won 38 matches against Legends. Or RKO'd 38 Legends. Well. Or maybe he's a big Kevin Smith fan and he likes being number 38. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so this leads us to Edge versus Orton. Uh, one final beat. Um, what we call one final beat? That was just a little NXT joke there. First. So they are they are announcing that this is supposedly the final match. This between. is the final match they'll ever have. Yeah, said which it yeah, won't be. That sounds very final, doesn't it? It's like a type of thing that you wouldn't, you can't definitely call. <laughs> yeah, because they've done that with uh, Gargano and Champa, and then there's the possibility every now and again that they might end up having a match again. Are we ready like, for um, like in that Iron Man match? Ready for twice in a lifetime too. in a lifetime see what's happening mate um, so straight from the bell Edge takes it to Orton he goes for anti-venom which is his new submission move thing he does basically what um, Jake Hager's uh, submission thing isn't it Orton breaks Edge's eyes to break out of it um, Orton works over Edge Edge hits an execution Orton then reverses a spear to a power slam throws Edge into the rings, ring post then the steps uh, we get a little bit of a back and forth on the top rope Orton going for a superplex. Edge trying to fight him off. Edge manages to knock him off and hits a flying clothesline. Orton goes for an RKO. Edge reverses it to the edge of Um What's Edge going to do when he runs out of words to begin with Edge? <laughs> Education. Um, educator was a submission. Um, edge well, was just like the pull down thing, yeah. wasn't it? That he, yeah. used, he used it as a finisher like twice and it was like, it looks shit. Good transition move, but it looks shit. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll find something else I'm sure um, he's still not called anything an edgelord <laughs> so you know there is that'll, that. be his, that'll, um, be his, that'll be his title once he wins the belt that'll, that'll, that'll be all the fucking toxic fan base that he ends up with <laughs> um, so uh, Edge reverses the arcade to an edge matic Edge shoves Orton off the apron into the, like the barricade and then Randy kind of like dodges Edge for a bit uh, Randy back suplexes Edge on the announce table, which looked like it was a bit of a rough landing. Um, he, he hits the drape and DDT, and as he's like kind of like psyching himself up to hit an RKO, like the weird sort of uh, Jack in a Box music hits. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Alexa, 
Go on. No, just that she's sitting there and she's obviously been soaking squid ink out of squid beforehand. Well, because <laughs> shite just dribbles out her mouth. <laughs> yeah, so she's sat on the, she's sat on the top rope and there's like a blue and pink light on it, and then she starts like just dribbling like this black <laughs> viscous liquid. It looked like oil, didn't it, or squidding? It, a good it literally just looked like squidding. I don't know if it was actually like meant to be blood, but because it was so dark. Yeah, did the, the lighting well, make it look a bit weird? The light it made it mm. look dark as fuck, or well, what? Blood's, blood's black until it oxidizes anyway. But I don't think WWE are that fucking <laughs> that smart to know that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Edge ends up spearing Randy and then to win the match, and they kind of go back to the top rope, and Alexis disappeared. Um, and Edge has put Randy Orton in the past behind him, as he keeps saying. And that was Raw. Um, what were your highs and lows, guys? I'm going to read Troy's out really quickly, because while I was hacking it into that before, to, to the same look of the podcast, I was able to steal his thoughts. Um, Always. So Troy said his highlights was a toss-up between the Damien Priest debut, although we reckoned it was yep. slightly spoiled by the showing him backstage with Bad Bunny. And he says Carlito with an exclamation mark, which I mean, I think it means he really liked it. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he said on balance, he'll go with Priest just about. Um, the low point was um, Charlotte and Asuka still being pushed to tag team, now that even though they have no reason to be a tag team anymore. And uh, apparently, what he called their god awful interview before their match. <laughs> He'd also like to add, especially that 2021 is crazy. Carlito is back wrestling on TV, Edge has a world title shot, and Ric Flair is getting more TV time than half the roster. Facts. <laughs> all all solid facts there. Um what about for yourself? Big tasty was there anything that stuck out for you? Um yeah. Um what did I really like? I really liked oh, not really. what did you really like on Raw Big Tasty? What did I what did I, Mr. I, I I will say I thought this was a much better episode of Raw than we've got. I know you could have got a worse one. I mean I'd say I mean I'd probably say the tag match, um, Benjamin and Alexander versus Metal League and Lynch Dorado. Yeah, that was a good match. Could, could see some Chikara alums. Um, you know, I like a bit of tag. Team. You know, you know, I like my tag team wrestling. I'm an, I'm an A dub boy. Um, yeah. And low point, probably just the, the sort of nothingness that was the US title match. Yeah, I just, okay. I, actually, I, I just wanted that to. I wanted that to be an absolute banger, and it was just a, a bit of storyline service on it. I think. Um, I, I just hope. They, I hope. Like I said before, I hope they get a, a chance down the road to really uh, go at it. Yeah, I think once we get to. Uh, the Elimination Chamber, that'll probably be like one of the big matches on the show. Um, and what about you, Aaron? Uh, I think... Uh, right. 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 I would... Is that worse? Ah, it is. Right. I'm going to go ahead. Me to say mine while you're deciding. No, no, I've got... You decide. Just, yeah, just Edge and Drew's promo at the beginning. Absolutely fantastic. It wasn't, oh, I'm ready for you to come at me because I'm the champ and you've just won the Rumble. There was nothing like that, which we usually get every year. So it was a bit different. Loved it. I, I did like the fact that Orton did sort of go, you're not going to make it to WrestleMania because I'm going to make sure yeah. you're a good dad. That was um, quite good. My low... Is just 
Nikki Nikki Cross and the likes of Bliss. Just it's okay. it was good to begin with, but the whole Alexa Bliss is just getting a bit stale or mm. I'm getting numb to it, I think is the words I would go for. Yeah, they've kind of jumped the shark with like a lot of the Alexa Fiend stuff, haven't they? Yeah, like just spooky, spooky give bollocks. Us, give us Bray Wyatt, but <laughs> just bring him back. He'll be back dead. Dead. next week. Possibly. <laughs> bring him back for the deed, please. And Jay, yeah. what are yours, dearest? Um. Oh right. Okay. So my low point was the entire way that Asuka was presented on this this episode of Raw. Um. <laughs> The, the fact that she's an afterthought in her own feud, um, in a tag team, I should say, rather, that she's she's literally the Raw Women's Champion. She's being presented as Charlotte Flair's friend. Um, yeah. And that in a match where Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are in, ask her eight the fucking pinfall. Because Charlotte had a fucking emotional episode because her dad's getting rodded by, or her dad rodding Lazy Evans. Um <laughs> it, trying, it's not, trying, to, trying not to think about Lacey Evans' husband and child who we've also seen on WWE television they don't exist anymore her, her, her husband who looks like if you drew Johnny Gargano from memory yeah um, <laughs> she's hot she's hot for Rick Blair now that's all it is yeah um, she's hot for a teacher little Van Halen reference <laughs> to you there boys um, yeah I, I'm just I'm sick of the whole thing I'm sick of the way that they're treating Asuka and the women's title as an afterthought Um. You know, you know the solution it's, there is, Jay. If you want the women's title to be taken more seriously, you just got to get it off to Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. It's two big ones there. Give it to Charlotte. It'll be fine. <laughs> and you can then just um, jump in, then she can go to the mid and she can have a match at Mania then as well. It still works out. Yeah, well, I, I just, I, I just hated the whole thing. It was fucking pointless. First time um, ever. That being said, that being said, champ. For both titles at Mania. Sorry, Charlotte versus Drew McIntyre. Bang. Charlotte versus Edge. Charlotte versus Edge. Sorry. <laughs> see, see, see who's got the worst spear out of the two. Edge <laughs> obviously. It's a toss-up, isn't it? That, that being said, Edge's spear since he's come back have been fucking banging. Um, and my high point was... Um, I really liked Edge's promo. I thought Edge's promo was excellent. I thought Orton's was as well. Um, but I really liked Edges with the whole like having to explain to his daughters why he couldn't like carry them to bed or stuff like that. It was like it really added kind of like a personal like vendetta thing with him and Orton and it really really added to it. Um but yeah, it was definitely a much um much, much stronger episode of Raw than in previous weeks. I, I know last week and the week before we were all kind of like holding our heads in our hands, like, are we going to really carry on reviewing Raw? And <laughs> at least at least for the road to WrestleMania, it does seem like they're kind of... Trying. Yeah. <laughs> the, the... I mean, this is like, this is this is the WWE equivalent of like they're doing their homework on the bus all the way to school. Aren't they? Yeah. It's well, like, they're, oh they're... shit, <laughs> this needs to be, this is this needs to be handed in. I need to like, I need to try this. I think Let's as well as... wing it. <laughs> I think as well there's a little bit more like realism for them now that there's a, they're actually selling tickets for a show um, with Wrestlemania that they need to actually try and fucking sell the thing Vince to where people Vince see that money yeah um, 
but yeah, it's it's a. It, I was pleasantly surprised by Raw this week. It still wasn't amazing, but it was, as I say, certainly a a marked improvement from previous weeks, um, and hopefully it continues. Uh, right before we go, Aaron, where can people find us on social media, please? Um, Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast where you can watch all our old live streams and gaming night videos and Twitch and Twitter at Untitled Dress Pod where you can just follow us on social media and see our banner or follow us for our podcast and aye, all that shit <laughs> yeah. thanks mate <laughs> Uh, a bit tasty. Where can I get products via beard and beer products to drink? So, all beard, point my beard. Beard products that you don't drink them. Don't drink the beard products. Um, <laughs> get them from thatchface.com. Um, you can use code TROYXL85 to get 20% off. And they are a fantastic company. There's a lot of money. A lot of the proceeds go to charity. Uh, testing for cancer charities, which is fantastic. Top lads, top company, top products, top discounts. So, you know across the board it's all good there uh, also you can go to toprobrewing.com um, and you, there's no discount on the painful price um, but you can buy some beer off me and I will ship it to your house well not me personally someone I, someone I, I hang out with will ship it to your, to your, to your house for you um, we've got some new beers coming up in the coming weeks um, it's a big push now towards WrestleMania obviously we're in for the, the sort of the sort of the busy part of the year it's kind of weird because working in beer January to like March is always the, like the the um, the quietest part of the year but for us because we have all the Wrestlemania shenanigans it's actually you know quite the opposite so yeah we're going to have some bangers coming out in the road to Wrestlemania so keep an eye on the social medias and the website for those definitely thanks for listening to us guys uh, we hope to hear from well we hope you join us next time for another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast bye bye who has free eyes and bloody fingers Haku. Haku